Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Mark Striegel, John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast, coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly, and now your hosts, Mark and John. Hey, it's John Astronomy. Welcome to another edition of Talking Metal here with Mark Striegel at Shorty's Port Authority area. Yeah, different vibe from the last place we did the show from, which was, uh, what was that place called? Down the street um, on 9th and, what was that last place we recorded with Bud Friendly, the podcast? Oh, that was... uh Billy Marks. Billy Marks, right, right. A different vibe up here. Uh, very nice by Port Authority, hanging out. Tornado warnings in New York City today, but uh, luckily John and I uh, are here. Our hair is a little blown uh, blown apart, but we're, we're still hanging out, having a good time. Dio, uh, the, the music lives on, man. There's a new CD out from Dio, the very best of Dio, Volume 2. And what's cool about this one is it's a lot of songs from... You know, the 90s from the less, I guess I'd call it the less popular era of Dio. Uh, Killing the Dragon, Push, the Eyes, a lot of this stuff off of, you know, the post-80s uh, metal time, if you will. So let's get into the opening track, Killing the Dragon, off the new Dio. It's a best of, they call it the very beast of Dio, volume two, here on Talking Metal.
was Killing the Dragon by Dio off the brand new CD, The Very Beast of Dio, Volume 2. Thanks to Chipster for sending us that CD. We appreciate that, Chip. Haven't seen Chip in a while. He used to come up to New York every now and again and we'd see him, but I haven't actually seen him for a while. Wanted to talk about some KISS-related info. Richie Sambora was on the Howard Stern Show this week. And he claims, or he claimed in the interview with Howard that in 1983 he turned down an offer to join KISS. I'm assuming replacing Ace and KISS, right, John? Wow, that's very interesting. And I did just see something about that on KISSFAQ.com, one of my very favorite websites. And you know what? I have a feeling it probably was after Ace left, although it could have been after Vinnie Vincent left, but I, I have a feeling it was probably replacing Ace. That would make sense, you know, time-wise. What doesn't make sense is why in the hell wouldn't Richie Sambora join KISS? I mean, even if, I believe, when did the first Bon Jovi record come out? It had to be 83, 84, I don't know. But even if Bon Jovi was kind of already heading it into, you know, superstardom. I, I can't imagine. They weren't. There's no way. In 1983, I mean, Bon Jovi, even if the single was out for Runaway, I, I, why wouldn't he join Kiss, who, even though they weren't as popular in the 80s, they still were, you know, they had that little lull between the 70s and, and say, Lick It Up. But by Lick It Up, I mean, they were a mainstream band once again. Absolutely, and Bon Jovi actually opened up for Kiss, I believe, on the Animalize tour. So, you know, Kiss was a headlining act. Lick it up, Animalize, Asylum. Kiss was doing like big tours, uh, just as big as any other metal band or bigger. I don't, I don't believe it personally. Uh, I don't. I hate to call Richie Sambora a liar, but I, I, I believe maybe he thinks they asked him to join. Maybe they asked him back for a second audition. Who knows? I, I just, I have a hard time believing that he would turn down the opportunity to, to join KISS in 1983. Uh, that's, that's just me. But uh, again, he claims he was offered that position, and he claimed that just this past week on the Howard Stern Show. Yeah, um, I just saw that uh, Richie Sambora is doing a solo gig at the uh, Best Buy Theater uh, in October. So I guess he's, is he on a solo tour or is it? Yeah, he's got a new solo record out and he's going to be on a solo tour. I would imagine hopefully he'll play a few Bon Jovi hits uh, while he's touring. And he had a solo out a long time ago, a solo album out a long time ago, which I wasn't an enormous fan of, but I know I have a download of it somewhere on my iPod or hard drive somewhere. Anyways, uh, Kiss and Motley Crue heading into the area this weekend. I'm going to check them out Friday night. I have fourth row seats. It should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, seeing this lineup of Kiss, which, believe it or not, I have never seen. Wow. Yeah, I've seen uh, the current lineup. I've seen every lineup of the band, with the exception of the couple of shows that Mark St. John played. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. I, I have seen Kiss, I think, 14 times. The first uh, being back in the 80s. And I have uh, never seen this particular lineup. I think the last, you know, I've seen Eric Singer in Kiss, obviously, but I think the last lineup I saw was the Aerosmith Kiss tour, which was Thayer, Peter Chris, 
Stanley and Simmons, which was kind of an interesting uh, lineup. Yeah, that was definitely interesting. Peter on drums and Tommy on guitar. And uh, and what was interesting is the tour before that, Peter was out, right? Yeah, that was like a weird time for Gist where like, you know, it wasn't the four original members, there were three original members, and but at times Kiss had Paul, Gene, Peter, and Tommy, but then there were times where it was there was even there were even shows where it was Ace, Eric Singer, Paul and Gene. Right, yeah, definitely. On the Psycho Circus tour, right? For some of that tour. I think that was actually the farewell like the end of the farewell tour. Right, yes, you're right, definitely, definitely. Interesting band, always love those guys, KISS. All the members who have ever been in or out of KISS, love every one of them. Great stuff, and, and what a, you know, what an amazing history. You know, it'd be boring if they had the same four guys in for the, the whole, what, whatever, 40 years at this point, you know. Uh, you know Mark, I want to add that um, you guys all know I work for Ace, but I do, you know, and Ace is like totally fine with all the guys in KISS, and he's good friends with them still. And um, I want to tell you that I personally think Hell or Hallelujah is a great tune. It reminds me almost like of like an I Stole Your Love. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's check it out right now on Talking Metal. Yeah! 
Keep the music going. This is the dictators. I stand tall.
That was I Stand Tall by The Dictators. Great, great song. We hang out down at Manitoba's, Dick Manitoba's bar down in the Lower East Side. Yeah, we were down there a couple months ago, Avenue B. And you were down there, but then you left, and I went with Gary to another place. Uh, anyways, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Maybe it was just a, I can't really remember. But we were down there recently, definitely. Um, great, great bar. Yeah, great, great place. I've, I've definitely been there many times. Um, ran into our good friend and uh, video guy, Jay Bones, yesterday. Oh, did you? Cool. How's he doing? He's doing good. I uh, told him we were going to be getting together today, but he must be jammed up. He's doing so much work uh, at the moment uh, with VH1, so uh, good for Jay Bones. Absolutely. Let's keep the music rolling here. I'll come back uh, and talk a little bit more about Jay Bones, our talking metal cameraman, editor, and sometimes producer, director. We'll come back and talk about him because he's done some amazing work on the next episode of Talking Metal Pirate Radio, which I'm going to tell you guys all about shortly. This is Warrior, only the strong survive.
was only the strong survived by Warrior. Mark, we're back here at Shorty's, and I think it's about time for a Talking Metal Toast. Yeah, we've already had done a few of them before the show even started, but... Yeah, I'm drinking, uh, actually, uh, I guess a microbrewery, I forget the name of the place, but Hurricane Al, I guess, up from uh, Kingston, New, uh, New York. Kingston, New York, up by Woodstock there. What are you drinking? I'm drinking my classic drink, which was also Eric Carr's favorite drink. And I'm going to give you guys a couple of guesses. One, two, three. Okay, seven and seven. John can't get enough of seven and seven. And this is Can't Get Enough by the Scorpions. I printed out, before the, the show today, I printed out uh, some posts from the Talking Metal Forum. And guess uh, I was going to bring them and read them, but I left them at the, on, on the printer at work. So uh, that, that's really not good. People are going to be like seeing all this Talking Metal stuff printed out. Hey, I want to thank all of the Talking Metal listeners who wish me a happy birthday on Facebook and uh anywhere online. I really appreciate you guys, and uh, thank you, Mark, sent me this real cool text. I don't know how you did it, like with all these crazy dots and stuff, and 
And uh, thank you very much. My birthday the other day. Can't believe another one has passed. I thought you were going to have a party. A couple months back, you were talking about doing a party, but I guess just too busy. You know what? I'll tell you the truth. I've been, like, engulfed in in all things Ace. And uh, even if if you're not on tour, guys, like, there's just so much business going on. Um, uh, Everybody should check out the acefriendly.com store. I'm personally running that. And... um, a lot of great things. We got a lot of cool things coming up, some surprise things coming up, so you should keep an eye on that. And I've just been, like, super, super busy, guys. I am uh, really excited, though, to be back doing Talking Metal Podcasts, and uh, we got a new episode of Talking Metal Pirate Radio in the works that should be coming out very soon, and uh, I think the fall is Talking Metal time. Yeah, this new episode will actually probably be up within two weeks time probably less and it, it's great it starts out with an amazing talking metal jam with John on guitar myself on bass Ron Lipnicki from Overkill on drums Dan Lorenzo also on guitar and John Keeble from Warbringer doing a Metallica classic For Whom the Bell Tolls and it sounds phenomenal recorded by Dennis uh, Leaf, Leaf Long from Bumblefoot's band uh and I tell you, I'm blown away by my uh, by my own playing, <laughs> if you can. But uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. And uh, John and I have always been a fan of the early Metallica stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I I probably told this before, but my high school band did Whiplash and Motor Breath for a recital back when Kill 'Em All was out. I mean, Ride the Lightning hadn't even come out at that point, and. Um, so I was definitely a Metallica fan from back in the early, early days. Yeah, cool, cool stuff. And we then, in the middle of the episode, uh, well, actually, we we recap, we play an old jam uh, with Bobby Blitz, Frankie Bello, and Mike Portnoy on drums. We play that jam. That's the our, our rendition of Overkill, the Motorhead classic. And then we introduce another brand-new jam on this episode, Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. An all-star cast performs Breaking the Law with us. It's amazing. And then I I think I I get a smile on my face every time I watch this in the edit room. We end the new episode with a tour of the Silver Spacecraft hovering above Jersey City somewhere. It's John's apartment. We actually do a a tour of that. And, John, you have so much valuable stuff in your apartment, um, which is why we uh, say it's an undisclosed location. Yeah, it's actually not even on land. It is, as you said, hovering. It's it's cloaked, so you can't see it from, you know, with the naked eye. Once you're inside, you can see it, but from the outside, you can't. Yeah, and uh, it is undisclosed because a lot of you Talking Metal listeners are, are certifiably insane. I've, I've recently found this out because uh, I've friended, or a lot of you have friended me on Facebook, and uh, I know the... Listen, Talking Metal is not a political podcast, but I know the political season is heating up with this election. And I log on to my Facebook page on on, uh, 9-11, September 11th, and there is this horrific post by somebody that's talking about on the anniversary that George Bush blew up the World Trade Center 
And if you watch this video, you can see how George Bush blew up the Trade Center. It caves in instead. Of, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I immediately went to the friend that I was uh, supposedly friends with, and I unfriended him. It was one of you talking metal listeners. I I'm sorry, man. You're insane. And then three days later, there's another post. The Muslim president of the United States must be removed and all this stuff and I unfriended him too it's I know there's these extreme views and listen my Facebook page is just a friendly place for um, for people to look at pictures of my kids so I, if, if, if you have these extreme Facebook pages with extreme political views on one side or the other uh, I don't really want to be friends I'm sorry I, and I, listen if you say I don't like the current president because he didn't keep his promises, or I don't like Mitt Romney because of this or that, and they're actual factual things, I'm fine with that. You have a right to your opinion, but it's these craziness that exists on both sides of the political spectrum. What do you think of this, John? I think you're right that if you don't like Barack Obama because he didn't save the economy like he promised, that's a, I, I totally agree. But not like uh, this, like he's a secret Muslim spy running our country. Yeah, Mark, without a doubt, I think that there are people that really take things to the extreme. And for me, you know, I, I, like, to, I like to keep things based on the facts. And, you know, I, I really truly believe everybody's trying to do a good job no matter what side you're on. And, uh, and I, I see your point that, you know, on your personal Facebook page where you have pictures of your family and stuff, you, you know... That might not be the correct forum for some of the over-the-top stuff. There was a third Talking Metal uh, listener who I also unfriended. And I'm sorry, guys, but, again, I was logging on to my Facebook page. Sometimes I check it at lunch at work. And also, like, these, he kept posting these pictures of these big, I guess he's into big, big-ass chicks. And, like, every time I log on, again, it's like... Uh, listen, if you like big-ass chicks, that's awesome. But I just don't want to have to log on and see that at, at work or, or when I'm trying to show my wife something. It's just like, so, so listen, if you, if, you're, if you have a normal life and, and you, you, you know, are just posting pictures of your friends and, and your sports teams and heavy metal and your kids and stuff, sci-fi, send me, send me a, a friend request. If you're like some freaky guy like who's like posting big-ass chicks or the George Bush blew up the Trade Center uh, you know, links, uh, don't bother friending me. The big-ass chick guy, go on over to astronomy.com. <laughs> no, friend astronomy, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, I'm kidding around. I'm just, yeah, yeah you, can, you can friend me, but you know, I, I see, guys, here's the difference. See, my Facebook page uh, well, you I, have like nine million friends. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I have like three hundred friends. Right, right. I have like four thousand some friends. So, like the big ass guy, uh, the big ass chick dude, you can come on over there because I'm. I expect uh, you know naked girls and stuff on my page. But like on Mark's page, like he's right. Mark's trying to show his wife something. Next thing you know, there's like some. Yeah, point it's like my family. It's more for my family than anybody. And listen, if you guys are cool and you're normal people, send me a friend request. If you got like some freaky conspiracy shit going on about you know the Muslims secretly running our country through Barack Obama or, you know, or you got some, you know, scantily clad women 
site link pictures that you're posting every second. I just don't want to see it. Not in that, not in this setting, not in the Facebook, not in the Mark Striegel Facebook page. Just go on over, friend astronomy, he'll take it all. And uh, also uh, like Talking Metal's page while you're at it. Yeah, absolutely, guys. By the way, have you seen Saturday Night Live uh, recently? I saw it last week, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought, uh, uh, you know, I, I really like those guys. It's funny, I work at IFC now. I got a new job um, at IFC. We work with this guy, Fred Armis Armisen, on, uh, oh, yeah. on Portlandia, but he's also the big star on, on SNL. So, yeah, I, I always tune in to see him. Yeah, no, he's really good. You know what the cool thing about Fred Armisen is? Is that I once went to... Uh, Saturday Night Live rehearsal show. As you know, uh, Mark knows this because he used to work over there, but they do two shows, the rehearsal and then the actual show. Rehearsal is usually a little longer. And what was really cool is before everything happened, Fred Armisen was out there playing an SG, just entertaining the fans. Yeah, him and Maya Rudolph used to go out and jam. Now, Maya Rudolph used to be in a band called The Rentals, which was with uh, the bassist of Weezer. Maya Rudolph was in a band, yeah, and I saw them in concert, actually. Um, and, of course, Weezer is a band, River Cuomo, Cuomo's, Cuomo, Cuomo's, I think, is the head of that band. And he was, uh, he was and is still a big metal fan. One of his favorite songs, or one of, not his favorite songs, one of his favorite bands is Quiet Riot. And that's why if you open up that first Weezer record, there is a picture of Quiet Riot. So, again, River Rivers? Is it Rivers or it's Rivers? I think it's Rivers with an S. But Rivers from Weezer is a big Quiet Riot fan. This is Quiet Riot live in 1983 from the US Festival. You can buy this on iTunes now. Check it out. Loves a bitch.
That was Quiet Riot recorded live in 1983. Right now, Black Country Communion with Glenn Hughes and John Jason Bonham, not John Bonham, Jason Bonham.
Songs of Yesterday live by Black Country Communion. I originally thought it was communication, but it's communion. I must have been thinking of like communication breakdown, but Glenn Hughes, as you guys know, you may know, uh, is a really great dude, and uh, I had the great opportunity to really spend a lot of time with him a few years ago, and he even came to my old office and played my guitar, and he's just a great dude, and um, the whole band is made up of amazing musicians. And very, very cool. And you know what I'm going to just, uh, we were talking about Quiet Riot earlier. I remember trying to tape with a old Panasonic boombox, the S Festival, like, you know, with an antenna, you know, on a boombox. I remember when that was on and I was taping it and it was great. But speaking of Quiet Riot, reminds me of L.A. And I've been out in L.A. a couple times recently. And um, I love that town. Yeah, it was great. You know what? We've never been out there together. We got to go. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. We were out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we, we, we were at, we hung with Don Dockin. We were, <laughs> Don Dockin. We interviewed Don Dockin, and he wouldn't let us leave. It was a, what a great guy, Don Dockin. I can't believe I, I'm, I'm forgetting that we did all the Fuse stuff out there. Interviewed Kill Switch Engage. We drove out to Long Beach, Lamb of God. Who else did we interview while we were out there? Slash at the Rainbow. We interviewed Cowboy Luke right in the Sunset Strip. Speaking of the Sunset Strip, there's a new bar there called Rockin' Riley's. And it's very cool. It's like um, a combination between a rock and roll bar and an Irish pub. And it's right on the Strip. That's a cool place. But, you know, the last two times I went to L.A., I cannot stop going to the Rainbow. And... um, just had a great time there. Um, I went up into this other crazy room up top. It's sort of like a, like what I would classify as like the VIP room in the limelight or something. And I, I, you didn't need to be a VIP to get in there, but uh, it was pretty cool. And uh, just uh, what a great area. The Strip, you know, Beverly Hills. Uh, L.A. is great, I think. I love it. I love it, too. Will Walner, who we've played some music from him on Talking Metal, uh, Walner and Vane is, is his band. But anyway, anyways, Will has joined White Wizard in the slot once occupied by Eric. Remember Eric? What's Eric's last name again? Uh, Kluber. Yeah, Eric Kluber from uh, Overloaded, and he's now playing in Gypsy Hawk. I'm actually going to go see them play in October or November. I'll let you know. You should come with me, actually. But Eric's new band uh, is playing in New York, Gypsy Hawk, so we'll, we'll check that out. But anyways, this is new White Wizard. Featuring Will Walner on guitar. This is Torpedo of Truth.
That was Torpedo of Truth by White Wizard. We saw those guys with Eric back at the Gramercy. Was that the Gramercy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they keep changing the name of that place. I'm not sure what it's called now, but it's a pretty cool venue, and they've got some good shows there. You know who I saw there, Mark? And it was a concert that I saw a while back that you didn't see, but we were talking about them recently. I'm going to pronounce it wrong. It was like Corpleani or something like that. They, like they were kind of like a folk metal band, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Was that that was with uh, Dark Tranquility? I think at that show, right? Mm, no, I I don't even know what, why I, I was at that gig alone. Oh, okay. I wasn't there. Okay. No. I, I don't know. I've had the three beers at this point. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, don't don't feel bad, Mark. I, I don't even know why I was there, but it was a, a really good gig. Something you could have said, yeah, you were there, and I've been like, yeah, I was there. Right. See, we're honest on talking metal. We, we we say, but we 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 don't remember certain things from our past due to the heavy amount of partying we once did. But but uh, once did. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it, guys, you know that was always talking metal's, uh, you know, kind of the fun thing about us. Like we have fun when we do this. It's just like all of us hanging out, and I actually do feel when we're doing these that we're just all sitting around talking, having a few beers or a few other things, and just kind of hanging out, you know? Big thanks to Eric from D.C. This guy keeps sending us money. He sent us another $20. There was a guy, I think John Smith over in England, who sent us a ton of money. Uh, He may be the top donator, but Eric... From D.C., you are definitely, I think, in the number two slot. This guy, like, sends us money all the time. He just sent, like, 20 bucks. Thank you so much. You know, you guys, our new recorder that we're using is thanks to you guys. And anyone who even sends, you know, a very small donation, you don't know how much that means to us. It means a lot to us. And I thank all of you. And thanks so much. By the way, uh, I got to do a little imitation. There's this guy in a pad train. He goes, yeah. what's that? I was just saying, yeah. I, I memorized his speech. He's a real good, real good guy. I, I don't want to give out his name, but he goes, hey. He goes, uh, if you can spare just one penny to help the Bergen Coalition to feed the homeless shelter. The Bergen Coalition to feed my veins with freaking heroin. Yeah, uh, I, be careful. You're better off just giving guys, if you see the homeless guys in the street, it's very tempting to give them some money. They say it's best to give to an actual organization because right. these homeless guys will just go spend it on booze and drugs. Yeah, no, it is true. Yeah, you, you, uh, The New York subway, the, there are usually signs that say, don't just give the random people asking for, for money. What you should do is donate money to an actual organization and then they filter it down to whoever needs it. But Like but Talking Metal, for example. Go to the TalkingMetal.com the PayPal button and donate and uh, you will help some... Uh, yeah, any, any extra that we don't need, we will filter to the Bergen Coalition to feed the homeless shelter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also another way you can help Talking Metal is in, this, in the show notes for today's episode, I'm going to post the Amazon link. A lot of you guys are about to buy something on Amazon. Instead of just opening up Amazon, go to TalkingMetal.com, use our link to open Amazon, and then make your purchase. There's no additional cost or anything like that for the purchase. I actually just did this. I listened to this guy, Duncan Trussell, has a great podcast. He believes in all sorts of freaky alien shit and stuff uh, and uh, weird science and stuff like that. If, 
And I, I, I recently went and I bought, through his podcast, a purchase on Amazon. I actually bought The Lone Gunman, which was a spinoff of X-Files, if you remember the, the X-Files show, produced by Chris Gillian, who now does this uh, hit show, Breaking Bad. It only lasted one season, but uh, and I never watched it, but I'm, I'm anxious to get that in the mail and watch it. And I gave Duncan Trussell's Family Hour podcast the credit for that. You can do the same with Talking Metal. Go to Talking Metal this week in the show notes for today's episode and use that link to open up your Amazon and make your purchase. Let's get into a little Jackal right now. I met this guy from Jackal. What's the Dupree guy? What's his name? Jesse James Dupree. Yeah, I met him when I was uh, interviewing uh, Christy Hemi. He was, like, there for some odd reason, handling her in one way or another. Uh, but anyways, uh, this is, what a great song this is. This is When Will It Rain by Jackal.
That was When Will It Rain by Jackal, a great band fronted by Jesse James Dupree. Those guys actually headlined a gig, uh, not this past summer, but the summer before that in Des Moines, Iowa, that Ace played. And they were a great band, and uh, Ace played directly before Jackal. And uh, the cool thing about the Jackal guys is they were like, man, you know, we should have switched the lineup around. For whatever reason, um, you know, they were headlining. And Ace, Ace loves, Ace is just a fan of rock and roll, so he had a great time playing that gig. And, um, you know, Jackal's a cool band, and I think it's really great that you got to meet him with Christy. I met Christy at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, but I, I would love to meet Jesse James Dupree someday, and uh, I didn't happen to meet him at that gig, but because uh, what happened was I had to run with Ace right after Ace was done. We had a plane to catch. I got you. Christy Hemi at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Now, was she was one of the campers, or she was there teaching? The- no, she was actually one of the campers a couple years ago. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, what is it, five grand to do that thing? Something like that, but it's a really fun thing. I mean, you know, the cool thing about it is, is like, the, like uh, there's, there's a couple of people that I know through the camp, and... And, like, you really get to be friends with, like, the band guys. I mean, like, like some of the people that go to multiple camps, like, you don't even have to go to multiple. You, you'll get this experience with just one. But there, there are people that are, like, good friends with guys like Gilby Clark and Kip Winger and Mark Slaughter and Bruce Kulick. And, uh, you know, I, I've had a blast. I've never been a camper, but I've... Uh, I've worked at a couple of these rock and roll fantasy camps, and they're just uh, very, very cool. And uh, I have to thank Gibson Guitars for giving me the opportunity to do that. But. Yeah, you know, and I have to thank Gibson Guitars for getting me down to one of those. I went down. Actually, you weren't able to go, but I got to go down and hang out and watch watch Rudy Sarzo training some or teaching some of the campers and working with them. And then Rudy and I sat down for an interview. It was a real, real cool experience here in New York City. So, uh, yeah, we love Gibson. It's our favorite guitars, and it just uh, so happens that John does some work for them, and I have connections there too now. And I, you know, I, I it's just, it's just an honor to be associated with Gibson Guitars. All right, so we're going to wrap things up with a little Joe Stump, who I guess now is a teacher at Berkeley. Very cool. I didn't know that. Wow. And he has a new record coming out. Let me get this straight here. Joe Stump has a new album out called Revenge of the Shred Lord. So we're going to get into the, some music from that shortly. I just wanted to mention that we are on Twitter. Uh, it's twitter.com slash talking metal. I just tweeted that we are recording a podcast here and uh, no Talking Metal listeners came down to join us, so <laughs> too bad. How many followers do we have on Twitter? Let's see. We, we have currently 5,291 followers. That's pretty good, right? That's great, I think. Thank you, Talking Metal listeners and Twitter followers. Guess what? Talking Metal is back, and we're back in action. We've never left, but um, you got to stick with us, guys. We're having a blast doing this. Here's a tweet that came in six days ago. Check this out. Hey, that's from Sean from the BLS Japan chapter. Man, you are one of my brothers, and I thank you so much for the tweet, man. Thank you. Sean says, happy birthday, John. So thank you, Sean. Big supporter of the show. PG underscore 5150 tweeted, great show, guys. Have been listening to your cast for a while. Love the work you do. Very envious. Thanks, dude. 
Uh, we get a lot of these number FFs, which I guess follow Fridays, so thank you to all the people who uh, encourage other, other people to follow us. The uh, TJ Crazy underscore chemist said, Talking Metal, yeah, keep it coming with the great music. Thanks, TJ. What else do we got here? DJ Wiser always checking in on Twitter. Thanks. 101.5 Pure Rock on Twitter. Talking Metal, don't you mean belated birthday? I have no idea what that means. Oh, that might have been a Rob Halford birthday wish, which I tweeted out a few days late. Luke Carl from Sirius Satellite Radio, the hair metal, what is it, Hair Nation channel, giving us a lot of props on tw on Twitter and also mentioning us recently on air. So thanks to Luke Carl. Great job, Luke, with your show on Sirius. Keep up the great work. He announced his Sirius show on Talking Metal probably about a year ago at this point. Very cool. Yeah, we had... The opportunity to hang out with Luke on Talking Metal Live. Totally cool dude, and uh, definitely check out his book. Drunk Diet is the book, which I, I need to get on because I definitely like to drink, and I, I definitely, uh, I'm still thin, but, you know, since the, the depressing thing is since 2005, I've gained uh, about 15 pounds. So I, maybe I need to get on that drunk diet. Hey, wh wait, what would you say? You gained 15 pounds? Since 2005, yeah. Oh. Hey, Mark, I can't tell. It looks good. Uh, you're a cool dude. You're always physically fit. Now, me, on the other hand, needs to drunk diet. Right. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to see Kiss and Motley Crue this Friday at PNC. I'm not going to Jones Beach because they do not serve alcohol, and that is not a cool thing. So we're going to PNC. My wife and I, we got the VIP tickets. Looking forward to it. Look for us in the fourth fucking row at Kiss and Motley Crue this Friday. Vince Neil, of course, broke his uh, foot, right? You hear about Vince Neil breaking his foot? Yeah, and he just played a gig in Toronto, I believe, with the broken foot. Either that he broke it in Toronto or he just played a gig since breaking it in Toronto. So, Vince, we wish you a speedy recovery. Uh, I always thought Vince Neil was one of the coolest dudes ever and uh, had a chance to interview him um, back at VH1 Rock Honors. Totally cool guy. I, I love Motley Crue and I love Vince Neil. I've always said Vince... One of the most honest men in hard rock and heavy metal. And a lot of times he says stuff and people don't agree with it and don't, don't like what he says. But he's an honest guy. I believe he tells the truth. All right, guys. Again, this is Joe Stump. He's got a new record out. He's up in Boston. He's rocking. He's the Shred Lord. And this is his off his album, Revenge of the Shred Lord. I'm on, like, fourth beer here. John has got an empty 7-7, seven and seven, Eric Carr's favorite drink. Oh, God. This is Play Man. Whoa. Oh, wait, wait. Man Your Battle Stations by Joe Stone. 